What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Backyard Buckets podcast. Got a quick hitter episode for you today, so that's just a solo episode, kind of recap, kind of. I did one of these a couple months back before I went out for recruiting in July, and uh, figured I may as well get a get a summer wrap-up episode in there as well. So hopefully this one's not going to be 30 minutes like the last one, but uh, no promises. As you know, I can talk for days and kind of just go on rants and, and can get off the rails a little bit. But uh, anyway, these are what these episodes are kind of four, right? These little quick hitter pods where I'm just kind of giving my own thoughts on what's been happening, uh, not just in my life, but obviously at Quinnipiac with our players and just little updates. So the first thing I figured it makes sense to start off with summer moving. So again, summer one was from the end of May till the end of June. We had um, about 10 players up total. Um, the rookies obviously weren't done with high school yet, so they couldn't move up. But summer one was really, really good. We already talked about that. And then the players got to go home for about three weeks in between. And then everybody moved in um, after July. So actually the first week, it was July 5th, I believe, our rookies came up on their own the first week, which was really, really nice. Um, I think that it was really beneficial for them to just have the week on their own without, you know, 15 or, you know, 10 other players, total of 15, kind of overwhelming them um, all at once. So they got the week to kind of just get acclimated with each other. They lived in a suite together um, down on main campus. So um, they obviously had to do a lot of physicals, a lot of evaluations, all that basic stuff that, you know, when you first move into college or you first, you know, kind of join something, just get getting used to everything. So that week was nice where they kind of just got to meet each other and really get used to how things were going to operate for the next couple weeks moving forward. So the first week they were there, uh, I actually moved in on the Monday after July 4th and they went to Coach's house for dinner, which was really, really nice. Obviously their parents were still in town because they just helped them move in, but it was really cool to, I wasn't there because I was out recruiting. Um, I had left for Kentucky at that point, but Coach Fabry had you know, all the rookies and their families over and everyone got to kind of meet each other face to face and actually, you know, interact with one another. Some of these kids, you know, we've only seen online in terms of watching them play or talking to them through Zoom. Like we've never met them in person. Um, So this was really cool to finally be able to get everyone in one spot. And coach has a really good setup. So she's got like the pool outside and the TV and, um, you know, is always a really good host. I think it even brings a peace of mind for a lot of the parents in terms of knowing that they're kids are in a good spot with uh, coaches that really care about them, not just on the court, but off the court as well. So after that week, you know, they had some workouts, like I said, they probably shot around a little bit, but it was nothing too intense in that first week. The rest of our team got there the following weekend. I know they played some pickup on the weekend and, uh, you know, obviously warm welcome from everybody and the returners live in a suite pretty much right next door to where the rookies lived. So the rest of the team got back and kind of took them under their wing. They had workouts. So their typical schedule looks like Monday through Friday, they're lifting from 9 to 10. So they're in there five days a week. And then three days a week, um, they are on the court for team workouts. So now those days are kind of scattered. In summer one, it was more organized because we were in the office, we being the coaching staff, um, pretty much every day. Whereas in summer two, a lot of the workouts, you know, at the end of the day were self-led because we were kind of in and out, whether I, you know, I was on the road or Brian was on the road or coaches on the road. Um, and obviously Kate too, our new assistant, everyone was kind of in and out. So we didn't have as many organized, you know, in terms of 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Some days, some weeks it was Monday, some weeks it was Wednesday. Um, but we got in as many workouts as we could. Um, we made the most of the time that we were in the office with our players, but they also were responsible for, you know, putting in their own work, whether that was through pickup or getting on the gun or grabbing somebody and just getting some shots up and uh, getting their own workouts in, which I think is also really important in the summer. Like, you don't always need to shoot with coaches, in my opinion. Um, obviously, coach-led workouts are great because you're, you know, they're, you're kind of not having to think of anything. The coach comes up with the plan. But I think it's really beneficial if you learn how to work out on your own. And I think for younger players, that can be really difficult at times because they're not sure what they should do or like maybe they can't push themselves as hard. But I think that's also part of becoming a really good player is being able to kind of develop your own routine. You have to know what you need to work on, right? Know your strengths and weaknesses um, and then be able to really attack them on your own because at the end of the day, there's not always going to be a coach around or there's not always going to be someone to rebound for you you got to figure out a way to make it happen uh regardless of these circumstances so that's kind of what their daily schedule looks like in terms of workouts so again it was lift then they go to practice then they usually have a little break so they're usually done with all that by around noon um so i know i think for the most part they like go grab lunch somewhere obviously the cafeterias are not open during the summer but they get a nice little check that they can go and spend um off campus for you know food and whatever so they come back later in the day though for study hall so again they are enrolled in classes um, I think most of them are taking one maybe summer and two classes over the summer which are all online classes but we have an academic advisor for men's and women's basketball that is uh, awesome Casey Stark who you know has them go to study hall for I think it's two hours every single day or one I think it's one hour actually 2 30 to 3 30 um, I could be wrong they're gonna kill me if I'm wrong but uh yeah I think it's 2 30 to 3 30 every single day where that time is dedicated to getting that work done and I think for the rookies it's really really beneficial because they have people to ask questions like they're not in a room by themselves where they feel like they can't you know ask for help or anything and they can kind of collaborate and it's just like an organized time to uh, obviously focus on that work and then hopefully you know they they go hard for that hour in there and then they're done and they have the rest of the day themselves so that's also really nice about us working out in the morning is after that morning, right, after that morning session in the study hall from 3.30 on, like the day is theirs to kind of do whatever they, they need to do. So that is the typical schedule. And again, that was four weeks, total of five weeks um, with the whole team. But, but yeah, overall, I thought that we did really good work this summer on the court. And I thought our players really bought in from the standpoint of, you know, getting in the gym on their own and really loving basketball and loving being out there and playing with each other. Um, whether it was pickup or just getting workouts in and then obviously going hard in our structured stuff, getting in really good shape um, from the weight room, the conditioning that they were doing, the lifting. I know a lot of the players hit some PRs this summer, which is really cool. Like they're finally starting to see some progress in the weight room. So they're really starting to enjoy that. And uh, Coach B, our strength coach, is one of the best in the business. And, you know, it's never easy when you come in as a freshman and have to learn, you know, all the technique and the load and the, you know, you're super sore and whatnot. But I think after, you know, a couple weeks in there and you get used to everything, Thing. You start seeing yourself get stronger. You start feeling better. Um, I really think the fruits of their labor started to show uh, towards the end of the summer. And uh, obviously, when they go home now, they're home for the next three weeks. Like it's up to them to really make sure that they're doing and keeping up and maintaining what they were, what they earned, and 
you know, all the progress that they made over the summer. If you go home and think that you're not going to work out for three weeks, everything you just did in the summer is pretty much undone. Like you can go backwards a lot faster than you grow, right? You lose your strength a lot faster than you gain it. And that's definitely a fact. I've been there before. So, you know, the best thing you can do is take everything that you've learned in Coach B, whether it's the strength and conditioning piece, right, the basketball piece, and just keep adding on and keep making sure that you're being consistent and doing that at home. So that's what we we really emphasize to our players so that they do not, you know, regress at all by the time they get back in the fall. They're actually just stronger when they come back. All right, next thing I wanted to talk about was my recruiting experience. So this is really what I wanted to kind of focus on for this pod. Again, this was my first summer out on the road. So it was really, really cool. Just, just we'll put it there, right? It was awesome. I absolutely loved it. Um, I had a feeling I would. I'm a basketball junkie for anyone who knows me. I don't watch TV shows anymore. I just watch basketball. Um, I don't really do much else. Everything I kind of do revolves around basketball. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, but I, I can't help it. So getting out on the road was just super exciting. Obviously, we're all spring watching the games through the online streams wasn't great it was the best we could do but uh just getting out and uh, obviously seeing basketball live seeing other coaches meeting people like all of it was awesome so I started so July 6th was the first tournament I started in Kentucky so I was at the run for the roses tournament which was really cool because I played there not too long ago again like I'm 24 so I played there like in my AAU days so it was kind of cool being back at a tournament like on the other side of the sidelines you know not playing but obviously evaluating Um, so I was there for about three days then I actually flew home after that tournament um, and worked our players out in the morning before in the afternoon driving to the next tournament which is in Atlantic City New Jersey so wait the first thing I'm going to go backwards a little bit the first thing that uh my first impression of recruiting right obviously Kentucky run for the roses for anyone that doesn't know is a massive tournament um there was I think 60 something courts so again like this place from walking from one end to the other it was like a 10 minute walk from one side to the other of the gym so when I first get there on my first day recruiting I'm like like, oh shit, like this is this is madness, right? The night before, I was so like, you know, just kind of not nervous, but I was just like trying to make my schedule of like, okay, I got to get to this game, make sure I'm at this game, I got to find out where this court is. So, you know, I got there early and whatnot, trying to just figure out where I was going to be going and spending, you know, the majority of my day. Okay, am I going to be on court one? Am I going to be on court, where is court 50 compared to court one? So all like the questions that kind of go through your mind. And it was almost awesome though, because I was just thrown into the fire of the biggest event. And again, I was on my own. So Coach Fabry didn't get there till the day after me. Um, but I was thrown into the fire of just like figure it out. Um, but it was really cool because I also knew I saw some familiar faces, whether it was people that I played against or played with at some point that are also coaching. Um, I remember I saw some of the coaches that I've had on the podcast before. Um, so I finally got to meet in person. Uh, so there were definitely some familiar faces that I was able to kind of ask questions and kind of guide the way. Like every coach that I met was so nice, which was also like, that was pleasantly surprising. Not that I think not that I didn't think that they, people would be nice, obviously, but, uh, you know, just for me being my first time out there, if I had a question about a court or a player or a team or something, everybody was uh, was really welcoming, kind of open open to share and understood that, you know, first day or first week of recruiting is always crazy. So I'm really appreciative of that and really met some awesome people in Kentucky. But, uh, yeah, so after that, we said you went home worked the kids out and then went to Atlantic City, which was the complete opposite. That gym only had, like, 20 courts which sounds big but there was 20 courts and I don't think that they were even using all of them so you could see 
every team on every court from wherever you were standing. So I didn't, I didn't really have to look at my, uh, my schedule to see, okay, who's playing where? I could kind of just look over and say, oh, yeah, I know that team. I'm going over there. So that was totally different, and that's why I say that almost starting in Kentucky at the biggest tournament was almost helpful for the rest of the way because at that point I could kind of handle anything in terms of figuring out where I was going to be and not feeling overwhelmed by the amount of games that were going on at once. But, yeah, Atlantic City was really cool. That's where we have our MAC tournament every year also. So, it was you know, I was kind of familiar with the area. They have a lot of shopping around there. I definitely hit up that Adidas outlet on my way out on the last day. But, yeah, I mean, just staying in hotels, obviously, and, you know, getting be on the road rental car all that it's a lot of fun like just the travel part and obviously Kentucky Louisville I hadn't been to um, really in a long time so just seeing new areas and kind of seeing the lifestyle and whatnot and obviously again just people being out and about um, COVID like it was just you hadn't been interacting with people or face-to-face or in restaurants or anything like that so it was really refreshing to kind of get back to some sort of normalcy um, and the traveling allowed me to kind of get out of the uh, the Hamden, Connecticut bubble a little bit, which I was thankful for. So, yeah, after Atlantic City, that was the first half of July. So that was about a week span total in terms of Kentucky and then Atlantic City. So then there was a week in between where we were all home, all the coaches, and we got to really – spend time with our players, which was really, really nice. Um, We had a bunch of workouts during that week, and we really got to sit down and kind of get to know everybody and not feel like we had to leave two seconds after practice and and all that. So that week was really, really helpful. Um, And then after that week, I headed out to the last, the second half of July. I spent all in Pennsylvania, actually, which was really nice not really having to jump from place to place. Like I know some coaches and even ours, obviously Brian, I know he went from like D.C. to Chicago to blah, blah, blah. Like he was just going all, all over the place um, in terms of like a day or two spent in one and then on to the next. But being in Pennsylvania for the full, I think it was five days, so I was at two separate tournaments. The first one was in King of Prussia at War Games, which was a really, really small tournament. Um, it really gave me the old school AAU feel of like five courts, you know, all day games, but not in one of those big convention centers. So I spent the day there, um, a day and a half there, really technically, and then went over to Spooky Nook, which is a sports facility that I had never been to before. And everyone goes, really, you've never been like I you know, grew up in New York and never played there or never had been there. That facility was unbelievable. The Spooky Nook um, sports facility in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That place was huge. There was probably... I don't, I feel like there was probably like 50 or 60 courts there too at at total, but they were kind of split up differently than a convention center. Like you had your hardwood floors, um, your hardwood courts that were kind of like the main teams, like probably the best of the best, the older teams, um, the Under Armour sponsored teams played on those courts. And then, you know, they had, you'd go through like a field house and there was more courts back there. Um, So it was kind of split up. It was like one of those huge sports facilities that had like, you know, batting cages and turf fields and stuff like that so that was more of a uh uh it was a really good tournament but it was just split up differently than a typical like convention center everyone's in one big room kind of thing so that tournament was awesome as well again got to see a lot of the same faces that were in Kentucky um, but also just felt so much more comfortable out there at that point like I had already done the first half kind of knew what I was doing knew exactly who I was looking for who I was going to see and it was really cool just to finally get to watch the kids that you've been 
recruiting and like talking to you on the phone consistently or zooming out, right? And like seeing them actually in person and actually getting to see them play live. Um, again, it was totally different. Like there is, I don't know who said it, but uh, I think it was actually Zach Cantor from Towson. I saw his tweet. It was like, there he, it was, there's no substitute for live evals. And that is a hundred percent true. Um, you never know, like obviously watching film, you can think as much as you want. You can, you can see it, you get a general idea, but until you see a kid live, like you never really know how big they are or how small they are. Like there were some kids I was like on film, I thought they were bigger and they actually were smaller in person or vice versa. They were bigger than I thought that they were. Um, so, you know, film can definitely be deceiving. And then the other thing was too, like just being there live, you were able to see them play multiple games as opposed to just, you know, watching one game on be the beast. And that's it. Like I was able to see, a kid's morning game and then how do they perform later in that afternoon and what are the different factors are that you have to consider right or is this their you know is this their seventh game in three days like who knows so there's all those different factors that I'm uh, starting to learn that you have to also consider while you're recruiting and evaluating kids but it was really cool to obviously see the see the kids that you really wanted to see that you feel like you kind of know um, but haven't really gotten to see them in person yet so that was that was definitely a lot of fun and then obviously connecting with coaches like I said um, and just trying to find a way now to stay connected with some of those coaches that I met out on the road like I don't want to go the whole summer and not see or speak to them again until the next summer so just thinking about some ways to uh, obviously stay connected with coaches that I've met that I felt like you know I had already like a good relationship kind of established with within those few days that I was out there on the road with them I know I've already received like a couple letters which is really cool I didn't really know that that was a thing like you know letters just saying like hey Jan like you know it was great to meet you out on the road like let's keep in touch kind of thing so definitely going to be sending some of those out too uh shortly in the next couple weeks so that was really, really cool. And then obviously coming home now, it's like the phone calls are also so much more exciting. Like after you watch a kid play, you know, multiple days, you have all these games to talk about, whether they were in a nail biter, right? And like something happened and they made a big play. And now when you're on the phone, you can kind of reference that with them. And there's just something else to talk about. I feel like eventually, right, you're talking to a kid all year long and you can't really uh, see them face to face or you're not at their games or, you, you know, the, eventually like it's like, OK, like, you know, we're still talking and it's great conversation, but there's nothing new to really talk about. Um, so when you're when you're getting to watch them play a little bit, it's nice because now you can go back and kind of recap the game or talk about their team. How are they feeling? Um, you know, all that good stuff. So if they hit a big shot, like those are those are the exciting parts, definitely of recruiting and and getting those conversations in where you really hear them talking about the game and how they thought they did and and all that stuff so that was uh that's the recap on recruiting again I don't want this one to be too too long I know I'm probably I'm probably hitting a, a 15 minute mark here I bet um but the last thing I just wanted to touch on I guess before I close it out is just plans for the fall so I'm actually home right now in Wilmington North Carolina um the recruiting shutdown is next week so I got to get get home for a little bit this will probably be the last time that I'm home before Christmas so just trying to enjoy some time with the fam obviously still doing all the work watching the film making the calls but uh, just doing it from home, doing it from the beach, Carolina Beach, baby. So going to try and get there a couple days before and enjoy the last couple weeks of summer here. But, uh, yeah, in terms of that, our players are all home. They'll move back in, uh, like, Labor the weekend before Labor Day, so 29th, 30th. Everyone will be back. And that first week, again, is usually testing, just getting them acclimated to classes and all that. And then we'll be full go heading into that second week. Uh, obviously, our non-conference schedule is out already. So that's exciting. We're hoping that we can have some fans in the stands this year. It was looking good for a while. The numbers are kind of back up. We have to wear masks again in the building. So I don't 
know what direction. I don't want to uh, predict anything, but fingers crossed that we will be able to have fans at our games this year. That is really the missing element um, of true college basketball experience. But yeah, when we get back, that's what it'll be. It'll be workouts, getting back to work, lots of X's and O's talk, and uh, I've been doing a ton watching the Olympics. The J- Japanese Olympic team, I'm doing a breakdown on them soon. They were unbelievable to watch. Obviously, the U.S. is the dominant power, and no one was beating them, but the Japanese showed how you play five-out spacing and how you play and can win with undersized players at every position on the floor, so... That was really, really cool. I've been deep diving into them. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be it, though. We're recruiting workouts, prepping for the season, getting the scouts together, getting our gear together, which has really come together this summer. That is not an easy job, and I did not realize uh, how time-consuming doing the gear is. So it's been fun, though. I've enjoyed it. I like designing stuff, but there's always something wrong or, you know, they didn't send enough of this or the sizes weren't what we thought. So that has definitely been a a learning curve there, but excited to do that. Obviously, we're going to try and get some managers back on, and I'm going to try and be way more organized with that this year. Practice players will TBD depending on these COVID protocol rules, but uh, yeah, that is what I got for you guys today. Again, thank you so much for always tuning in. I'm going to try and keep the pods up. Again, I know the consistency. It's it's up and down. Some days I'll come out with an episode. You know, some weeks I'm out with an episode every single week. Other times I go weeks without it. At the end of the day, I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I don't get paid from these uh, podcasts. Like I don't want this to ever feel like a job. So if there's a month or two where I literally am like, I just don't feel like doing a podcast. Like I'm just not going to do it. Like I do stuff when I enjoy it and when I want to do it, especially if it's something that's extra, right? Again, like I'm not, this isn't my job. So I don't feel like I have to put out a podcast every single week. If it gets to that point, then I feel like I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. Again, doing this because I purely enjoy it. And there's some weeks where I'm just so dialed in with what's going on at work or planning workouts and stuff that the pod gets to the, gets thrown to the back burner and that's fine. As much as I love having conversations, um, you know, it's not my, my first priority, the social media stuff. So my team is my first priority. So whenever I get around to it, I do it and I get into streaks where I'm super into it and I'm reaching out to people every week to come on the, come on the pod. And I'm sure that'll happen again soon here, but, uh, yeah, that's, so that's, that's the honest truth about my frequency on uploading episodes and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, so I wanted to jump on here recap. Um, and that's what I got for you guys, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and yeah, reach out, connect again. I'm going to try and hop on some zooms with some people that reached out that really wanted to, uh, sit down and chat and talk some X's and O's. And I'm going to be picking the brains of people like I always do. So without further ado, I hope you guys had a great day. If you did enjoy the podcast or if you've enjoyed any of the episodes, guys, the only thing I do ask is that you do leave a rating. Give me a five-star rating. Leave a comment or a review. I like to hear what people enjoy about the podcast, what people maybe don't enjoy about the podcast. So I want to hear feedback. I will see you guys in the next episode.